Chapter 3 Desperation Gwen had gotten caught up in a dispute between Domovoy and Leshy, and in the end had needed several days longer than he'd expected to prevent both factions going to war over a land dispute. The woodland factions were both prone to argument, and even Gwen at his fiercest couldn't get them to settle. But eventually, after shouting and vodka and realizing that they just needed to yell themselves hoarse, they ended up settling themselves. Nine days later, they had finally come to a land agreement that would prevent war, would keep Fay lives preserved. That was the thing about Fay. There weren't a great many of them. Immortality made them slow to have offspring, and that was if they even could. However, they were also deeply territorial, prone to argument and disagreement. Battles and mercenary attacks were not uncommon. On the first day of the dispute, he thought of August a great deal. He hadn't wanted to, but it was hard to wipe the memory of August's betrayed expression from his mind. Even when he had known, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that Justice was making sure that August was demoted and could never become unseelie king again, it had chafed to know the methods he was using. No other fay had ever made him feel so desperate to get a job done. He was sure that if he didn't try every trick at his disposal, he'd never end up creating justice for those who had died, or those who still remained and needed their homes back. He was paranoid that if he didn't do this, August would somehow end up above ground and powerful again. After that first day of worrying about August's expression and his own actions, he relaxed, knowing that August would have removed the gag by then. He had other things to focus on. After the dispute between the Leshy and the Domovoy, Gwen had closed up the mediation room for another day and walked through the city court itself. The idyllic forest-like place that it was, somber birds watching from the trees, flowers growing amongst beds of grass, giant graceful trees reaching up to the unearthly otherworldly sky with their branches. He passed groups of Seelie Court Fay, along with Capital Fay who wanted to vie for higher status. Since the defeat of the Living Shadows and August both, his own inner court had dispersed out into their own realms. Albion managed the Seelie Seawater Fay, and Undine was more suited to simply being a water elemental. He had stopped getting her to read his future a long time ago. He had a very small inner court compared to previous kings, but he didn't place his faith or trust in anyone easily, and he hadn't technically placed his faith in Albion or Ondine either, only in their power, only in their ability to fulfill their duty. He rarely walked through his court like this, preferring to avoid it and teleport, but he had to show his face sometimes. So it was that he paused, surprised, when he saw his mother and his cousin, Ephnician, talking quietly together in a shadowy corner. That can't be good. Ephnician was rarely in the court at all. Gwen didn't want him there. His center of cruelty and his ability to make malicious sport of anything meant that he tormented the fae he found there. He only behaved himself when he was talking to Gwen's mother, and even then, likely because she herself was prone to manipulation and covert cruelty and could keep his mind occupied with new plots. Gwen walked past them both quickly, without drawing their attention. His mother hadn't approved of him keeping August alive, as he knew she wouldn't. It wasn't a coincidence that he'd had more formal appeals for August's death since she'd begun to spend more time in his court. And if Nissian, 
The less he and his cousin had to do with each other, the better. He was one of those fae that, like his mother, was incredibly fine-looking, carrying an aristocratic bearing in his face and body. But there was a cruel cast to his eyes, a set to his mouth, that indicated he was always wondering what he could tear apart next. Gwen knew very well that if he couldn't find people to menace, he would simply default to torturing forest animals. There were few people in the world that Gwen actually hated, but... Seeing his mother and Ethnician in the court together, talking quietly, made Gwen shudder to think what they were discussing. His court was not a safe place, though perhaps most of his kingdom didn't realize that was because of his family. After all, they had enjoyed a privileged position in the court for longer than Gwen could imagine. Generations of family, all advising kings and queens before him. So, on the ninth day, he forced his thoughts towards August again, because, after everything else, thinking about August in a cell, one of the things he had actually gotten right, almost seemed a relief. He made his way once more down the spiral staircase, another glass of water in his hand. He thought he should, at the very least, remove the rope binding his wrists. He would see what happened then. And if August attacked him, well, he was prepared for that. He wandered down the long, dank corridor. He expected August to be waiting for him, to have smelled the water like last time. August became so obedient with the promise of something that could be found in such abundance everywhere else, except, among other places, in the Steely Kingdom dungeon. He couldn't see August in the cell. His heart started to hammer. He almost dropped the glass of water. Had he escaped? How? It shouldn't be possible. Not remotely possible. Even with Steely sympathizers, not likely. They couldn't break the energy seal around the cell, let alone get into the dungeon itself. The whole Steely court responded to Gwen's decisions as king, and if he keyed the energy for only a limited number of people, then that was sacrosanct. Inviolable. Or was it? Then he saw a hunched form in the corner facing away from the entrance. August's arms were still tied behind his back, fingers limp. Gwen frowned. "'Trying a new trick, are you?' he said, and August flinched in shock. It was the first time August hadn't been aware of his approach. August turned, and Gwen felt his heart stop. "'He hasn't removed the gag.' He had tried. Obviously he had tried. He had messed up that pretty face after all. One side of his face in particular was a mess of dark, black blood, scratches that went all the way down to his neck. Gwen hadn't thought he'd tied the gag that tightly. He hadn't... He walked immediately through the seal, and they stared at each other. Gwen's breathing was shallow. Do you want me to take it off? Gwen said, and there was a beat where August blinked at him like he didn't understand. And then he made a loud, pleading noise that pierced the cell. In another room, it may have echoed. In the cell, the walls only absorbed it. Gwen put down the glass of water. He walked up to August carefully. He knew all about wild creatures and how unpredictable they could be when caught in a trap for days. He'd released some of those wild animals himself. Bears from bear traps. Deer from deer runs. Animals from pit traps. He wondered what kind of reaction he'd get from August. August started shaking violently even as Gwen reached for him, and Gwen had to bite down on his tongue to stop himself from offering a gentle word. Because no, that wasn't what this was about. It wasn't his fault that August hadn't tried hard enough to remove the gag. He could have hooked it from the back of his head and pulled it up that way. It wouldn't have been... 
Gwen stilled when he felt the mats of clotted blood in the back of August's damp hair. He tried that, too. He frowned at the scarf, stared at it, and then he swore under his breath. August flinched almost completely out of his grasp, and Gwen had to step forwards again. He'd forgotten. He couldn't believe that he'd forgotten. The black scarf had been a gift, enchanted to make sure that only he could untie it. He'd never had to use it before, so he dumped it in his chest with other lengths of silk and rope, along with fixings and other things he used to repair his weapons and halters. And it had been coincidence, he hoped, that this was the one he'd picked up. It was only supposed to be half an hour. You left him down here for nine days. If Nissian would be proud. Gwen swallowed around a thick knot under his throat. Consequently, the knot gave immediately under his fingers. He barely needed to touch it, and it responded. But the scarf was stiff with blood, and he had to manually peel it off, frowning when the smell of fresh blood entered the air again. This wouldn't do at all. August, surprisingly, didn't say anything when the scarf was removed from around his mouth. He drooped forwards. His breath was shallow and ragged. His whole body wouldn't stop shaking. It was hard not to place a careful hand. Gwen restrained himself. It wasn't until Gwen started untying the rope at August's back that August started to gasp for breath, sucking down lungfuls of air, each a dry rasp. Gwen scowled at the rope. He'd had a bad week. A very bad week. He'd just wanted to come down here and get that out of his system. And now this. The rope was harder. It wasn't enchanted to obey his fingers, and he had to tug at the knots which had been made tighter through August's struggles. As he managed to loosen the knots, he was less surprised to see welts and bruises around August's wrists. August didn't move his hands straight away. August likely knew from experience, probably not his own, that long-term bondage was hell in the body, whether fay or not. He could withstand trials that humans couldn't, but that still didn't mean he'd like them. August flexed his fingers slowly, open and shut, open and shut. Still breathing in that horrible way, as though there hadn't been enough air in the cells, as though there still wasn't. Gwen touched fingers to the side of August's face to check the damage, and August jerked out of his grip unsteadily. He wouldn't make eye contact. I'm not going to hurt you, Gwen said, and August managed something that was almost a laugh. Gwen reached out again and August jerked back until his side was pressed against the wall. His head was tilted away. "'You don't need to check on me,' August said, voice strained. "'I'll heal. Even as an underfay, I still have fay healing, and I'll get over it.' Gwen blinked. That was... familiar. They were words he'd heard from August before, though in a very different context. "'I know you'll heal,' Gwen said, and then forced hardness to his voice forced himself not to sound soft. Maybe I just want to look. You're not in a position to deny me. Gwen didn't grab his head, didn't force him, couldn't make himself. He reached out again, pulled August's hair back from the side of his face, even as August strained away into the wall. August wasn't looking at him, instead staring ahead, trying for a stony expression, but only managing something pained, distraught. The scratches were bad, but not as bad as they could have been. At some point, August must have realized, far earlier than Gwen, apparently, that the scarf was enchanted. Some of the scratches had already knitted together. August was right. Fay healing had taken over. 
It was slower than usual, even more than standard underfay healing. August had dried out too much, didn't have access to enough water or food, and was wasting. His healing was sluggish. He stroked August's hair away from his eyes, and August made a noise in his throat that was too raw, too honest to ever be feigned. It made Gwen respond in the only way he knew how when he heard those noises in the wild. He reached out again, stroked the back of his fingers down August's face, carefully avoiding the scratches, making sure it didn't hurt. He made sure to be gentle. August launched himself into Gwen with a roar. He flung his arms forwards, even through the pain of stiff muscles and bones, and sunk his sharp claws into the skin at Gwen's throat. No! August shouted. You stop! You stop this! You will stop this now! And once started, he wouldn't stop, the compulsions heavy on every word, hysteria making his voice shatter. Gwen placed his hands automatically around the welts and bruises on August's wrists, warrior instincts kicking in, aiming for where it would hurt. August's mouth opened and his words died out, his hands unclenched. Gwen's neck trickled blood where the nails had withdrawn, but it was a minor pain and he ignored it. Don't use the scoff again, August said when he saw the expression on Gwen's face. Don't use it again. There was a long pause. August closed his eyes, his dry lips cracked under a despairing smile. Please, August added. Get a hold of yourself, Gwen said uncomfortably. August didn't beg. You have fey healing. You'll get over it. Truer words, August whispered, and leaned weakly back against the wall when Gwen let go of his wrists. Gwen silently got up and picked up the glass of water, then came back. He placed it at August's lips and gently tilted the glass up. As soon as August felt the water, he drank it down until it was gone. Gwen set the glass aside, waited. When August didn't say a thing, Gwen decided to speak. So I've learned something, Gwen said. August wouldn't meet his eyes. I've learned that you'll use your compulsion to stop someone from being kind to you but not nearly as much to stop someone from. Gwen couldn't finish the sentence. He had only just realized what he was saying, the impact of what he was saying. When he looked back up, August was smirking at him weakly. A trickle of blood trailed down his chin, dripped off his neck. The worst scratches were around his mouth, likely where he'd been desperate to try and find his voice again. Gwen felt the uncomfortable hardness in his gut expand. August had done so much, had hurt so many, Gwen didn't want to feel this. He couldn't afford to. What if this was a game? What if he was entangled in something and August was playing on his instincts? Gwen could never leave an animal in a trap, preferring to stalk and hunt over laying pit traps or steel and waiting for it to snag something. And August, did he know that? Would he use that? He edged forwards. August's smirk disappeared, his eyes narrowed in suspicion. When Gwen had August cornered against the wall and a tree root, he picked up the scarf he'd dropped on the ground. August tried to launch himself up and sideways, but Gwen's hand on his tense shoulder forced him down again. If I gave you a choice, Gwen said, between the scarf and comfort, which would you choose? August closed his eyes, smiled. It was a bleak smile. You're good at this, surprisingly. August said, didn't expect an oaf like you to be good. I'm giving you a choice, Gwen said, telling himself that he wasn't pleased at the praise. 
that he wasn't appreciative of praise given to him by one who was far better at this than he was, that it wasn't about that either. If I say I won't choose, August said. Gwen looked down at the scarf before looking back up again. Then I'll do both. August flinched, and then looked disappointed at himself for flinching. His brow furrowed. He opened his eyes and looked down at the scarf. You're better than this. This isn't like you. We both know that. Stop telling me what I am and choose. Don't try my patience. August stiffened. His legs, already up against his chest, shifted as his feet tried to push himself back further into the wall. You won't, August said, and then swallowed. I don't know what to say. May I ask you a question? Gwen swore that hearing August talk in that hesitant tone of voice wasn't a turn-on, but he wasn't very good at lying to himself. One, Gwen said. Is this so you can pick the option I want least? Is that the game? What do you think? August laughed. A tear slipped out of the corner of his eye, and Gwen didn't think August had noticed. He looked exhausted. I can't decide if you're... if you do it the way I do it, or if you're... If you're not as cruel as I was, I don't know what to think. You're hard to read these days. Not at my best right now. Gwen frowned. He didn't want to have this conversation. He didn't want to compare levels of cruelty. He wasn't like Ephnissian. He... He wasn't in the mood for explaining himself, and he didn't have to. Five seconds. Decide. August furrowed his brows further then knocked his head back against the wall once. Just as Gwen had almost finished counting down, August said, Come... <sighs> and then didn't seem to be able to finish the word. You see, I have learned something about you today, Gwen said quietly, accepting that single, hard consonant as his answer. Were you always like this? Even back then? I'd rather not talk about it, actually, August said. Tough. August turned his head away, and Gwen took August's hand in his own. He turned it up carefully, and then touched the tips of all his fingers to August's palm, as gently as he knew how. He reminded himself of the touches needed when dealing with forest creatures, when calming a spooked deer. He didn't, after all, always go out into the woods to hunt. I don't want you to treat me like this, August said, and Gwen trailed his fingers along August's, a languid, tender stroke. August jerked his hand away, and Gwen let him, moving his gentle touch to the line of August's shoulder, trailing a palm over muscle and bone. I said I don't want— Stay, Gwen said, crowding him with his body. Just stay. August gritted his teeth, tensed his jaw, withstood Gwen's touch the way most hardened warriors withstood torture. He was twitching by the time Gwen paused, his forehead twisted up into unspeakable anguish. Gwen found it curious. He hadn't known that it was possible to do so much with gentleness. It made him realize something, and the realization unsettled something disturbing and fractious in his gut. I know, Gwen breathed, what you did to Jack Frost. At first I thought it wasn't so bad, even though, obviously, it was evil and cruel. I thought, of all the things you could have done, mimicking Pitch's methods of comfort seemed like maybe you had gone soft, taken pity on the boy. But I was wrong. You were being unspeakably cruel by your standards, weren't you? 
You went for the worst thing you could think of. August's breathing started to escalate. He tensed for a blow. What do you want from me? August said, finally, when Gwen didn't hit him. Gwen didn't do anything except leave an open palm on his shoulder. As king of the Seely Court, it is my responsibility to ensure that you will never, by any means necessary, threaten the Fae as you have done so in the past. So just gag me and leave me here and come back, will you? I'm tired of all this. He shook his head when Gwen touched his face again, when he slipped fingers up gently over his scalp, through the roots of his hair where the skin wasn't damaged. He smoothed through the damp, untangled some of it, repeated the gesture. He ignored August's increased shaking and continued, untangling more of it, allowing his fingers to seek quietly. It didn't come easily to him, and he had to concentrate. He touched him like he touched tiny young animals, fledglings that had fallen out of nests, fawns that had lost their mothers, abandoned creatures. Gwen frowned again. That king of shadows, he abandoned you, didn't he? He said, and paused when August's whole body moved on a single sob. It didn't pass his mouth, ironic that he hated the gag so much, when he now suppressed so much of his own voice. You might as well talk to me about it, Gwen continued. You're going to be down here for a while. I am, won't I? August whispered. In the dark, alone, you coming for me when you feel like it. Don't pretend you haven't fantasized about doing it to others. Don't pretend you haven't thought about it. August shook his head in disagreement, and then nodded, sobbed again. He couldn't hold it in, and the next one that came after it was strangled down. I have, August said. I have. And I don't mind. Really. You've... You're doing well. Actually. Don't even need compulsion, and already you have me like this. Well done. His chest was starting to shake with repressed sobs. His shoulders bowed forwards, and his arms curled around his torso, even though it must have hurt him to do it. Gwen felt a thread of coldness wind through him. He couldn't decipher August's game, and he hardly knew his own role, except that he was supposed to be captor, and August was supposed to be cowed. If I... If I had known this was in you... August managed. I would have done things differently all that time ago, between us. I would have. I... Oh, fuck you. August's sobs never became more audible than shuddering exhales of air, falling one upon the other in spasm. He inhaled between each bout, curling further upon himself until his forehead was almost brushing Gwen's chest. He tried to make sure that no part of him was touching Gwen, but Gwen was too close and August couldn't get away. I wonder, Gwen said, looking down at the creature he managed to crowd so easily with his body. He was intensely aware of how much larger than August he was, like this. I wonder how vulnerable you must feel at this moment, at my mercy. I doubt it feels as good for you as it does for me. Gwen's lips curled as August tried, and failed, to stop his sobbing. He was too far gone. There was something particularly satisfying about August crying, broken, leaning so close, and yet not allowing himself to touch Gwen's body. And Gwen... He shoved away whatever compunctions he had about what was happening, shoved them deep, 
it was his right as king to treat his prisoners however he wished august had traded away his right to be treated with respect when he had started destroying the very world and community they all needed in order to survive he was doing the right thing gwen reached around with one of the arms he'd been bracing against the wall and draped it around the back of august's shoulders and when august started to pull away gwen exerted the tiniest amount of strength to bring him forward and back his face was impassive as he pulled august against him as he felt that smaller body dense with muscle slump awkwardly against his he could feel dirt underneath his palm and smoothed it away until he felt only skin august shook his head in response pushed weakly but his wrists were still healing from their long-term bondage he seemed disoriented he couldn't get enough purchase to move gwen shifted until he was leaning with his back against the wall and one of his legs drawn up he pulled august across him who was still shuddering with sobs that he was trying to quieten the idea that august loathed comfort so much that he would turn it as a torture device against a creature as young and wild as jack frost filled him with a special strain of loathing he had initially thought since discovering what had actually happened to jack that august had been going soft he had even used it as one of his private excuses not to kill august outright to imprison him as underfay instead but now gwen kept one hand wrapped tight around august's side a reminder that he shouldn't fight and with the other he started thumbing smears of dirt off august's shoulders smoothing his palm over his back august pushed up to get off and gwen's arm tightened until august made a tiny tight sound in the back of his throat he stopped fighting only tensed shaking against the caresses you could fight me gwen said that might be entertaining august tensed further as though he was considering taking gwen up on his word and then he subsided once more there were fine tremors moving through his body and each time gwen moved his hand gently over his shoulder each time he rubbed away a stubborn stain of dirt it reminded him very much of feeling for the tension in a bowstring he could feel the minute shifts under his fingers like he was learning a new weapon the loathing he'd been trying to hold on to dripped away leaving him curious instead gwen raised his hand up and started untangling august's hair at that august hissed threateningly gwen ignored him august's hair was thick still damp he had dripped a great deal of blood out already except where it had clotted too quickly it coiled around his fingers traced limp lines over his knuckles gwen shifted where he leaned against the wall and swallowed his sigh it was important to concentrate because if he lulled himself with this he would forget that august was a barely contained creature waiting for an opening in which to fight back he reached around with his fingers and traced the shape of august's ear then curved down along his jaw reaching up and thumbing the scratches over his mouth it happened quickly august slid out from under his arm instead of pushing up against it he slapped gwen across the face with the back of his hand catching him with the tips of his nails gwen's head hardly moved it was nothing more than a brief flare of pain august's wrists were still weak after the bondage and he couldn't manage much force but his eyes and the poisonous expression on his face more than made up for it gwen couldn't help it the corner of his mouth turned up at that likely aggravated by gwen's expression august drew his arm back again and before he could even start the swing gwen had caught the sore bruised joint and squeezed it between his own hand trying to make me angry gwen said 
and August's hand tensed into curled claws. "'You disgust me,' August said, putting so much venom into the words that Gwen was almost certain that he was forcing compulsion into them. Gwen raised his eyebrows. That would never work. Compulsions didn't stick to him, didn't work their way in. His father had made sure, a long, long time ago, that Gwen wasn't susceptible to the compulsions of other Fay. It had been a necessary thing to learn, brutal though the lessons had been. Even when August had been at his most powerful, king of the steely Fay, with all the status and energy that had implied, his compulsions had never been anything more than irritating. "'I know what you're doing,' Gwen said. "'Oh, do you?' August said, trying to tug his wrist free and failing. Gwen let him tug several more times, and only released his arms when August stopped. August's lips tensed at that, like he wanted to spit insults, but he held his tongue, and so Gwen continued to speak. "'Yes. We see feints in the battlefield all the time, August. Trying to incite my wrath, aren't you? Want the violence of it? Can't bear me doing this.' Gwen shifted and smoothed the flat of his palm over August's collarbone, watching him carefully. August reared sideways, and Gwen followed the movement until August was flat on his back, Gwen arching over him. "'You're in the dirt again, where you belong,' Gwen said, tracing his hand over August's collarbone a second time, a third. He resisted the urge to fist fingernails into August's shoulder, to pin him down by bruised wrists. All the frustrations of the week had built and twisted upon themselves until he didn't know which way was up. And now, leaning over August, he still couldn't tell. "'You're the one on your knees in it,' August said, "'and you came willingly.' You had to push me down. Dear me, Gwen, you must be better about which insults you choose to throw around. This is not your finest work. Gwen ducked his head, grit his teeth. Those silky taunts were far more likely to push him over the edge than any physical violence, and August obviously knew it. He'd made the faintest sound of mocking amusement as soon as Gwen had lowered his head. Gwen forced his breathing to calm. Do you know how stubborn I can be? Gwen said under his breath trailing fingers down August's side. Do you want to find out? Keep pushing me, August. Gwen straddled August and stared down at him, before moving his hands up and settling them over August's shoulders, dragging them down his chest and torso, making sure to catch his nipples as he went. He repeated the gesture, watching outrage flare onto August's face, his hands fists at his side. His cheeks were still wet with tears from earlier. His breathing hadn't entirely evened out, Gwen knew he shouldn't be enjoying this part, but he was. He forced his movements to true gentleness, made himself think of wild, lost creatures once more. It was easy after that. It made him remember something. Did he abandon you, August? Didn't you say that you were thrown away? Gwen said, stroking his fingers down the side of his ribs, and August jerked. His eyes widened. For a moment, Gwen wondered if August was going to fight, and then August closed his eyes and went completely limp. Gwyn recognized this from his hunts in the forest. Playing dead. It would never work. You don't have to tell me, Gwen continued, skimming fingertips up the inside of August's arms and ending with his palms cradling August's face. But you will. August said nothing. His eyelids pressed shut. Small lines appeared at the corner of his eyes. His mouth was tense. For all that he was willing his body to relaxation, he was not relaxed. And Gwen bowed down, 
dragged his lips over one of the worst scratches, smelled the coppery, silty scent of August dried blood. It was almost muddy, and he licked at the taste it left on his lips. "'Did you want to bite into it yourself?' August said, breathless. "'That heart that you made Clelida eat? Did you hold it, pulsing and bloody in your own hands, and did your mouth water? Did you wonder?' <sighs> Except that you don't have to answer me, you mad base creature. I know. I remember. <sighs> Pulling those answers from you all that time ago, how could I not? Poor naive Gwen. He didn't want to say how much of the madness of it intrigued him. How appealing insanity was, after all that. Gwen shivered. His eyes snapped open. August was staring at him, something of victory in his eyes. But you still told me everything. August reached between them and pushed his hand into Gwen's breeches, took Gwen in a weak grip. Gwen was too shocked to respond, hadn't expected it, and August's hand was already moving skillfully against him. Gwen blew out an exhale, hardened quickly, braced himself on one arm. He moved his other arm down between their bodies, a thread of fear winding through him. August could hurt him. A lot. He curled his hand around August, strengthening the grip until it felt good, until August couldn't hurt him because Gwen's grip prevented it. But both her hands around his cock? It was getting to him. He dropped his head beside August. He waited before he started moving their hands. He turned, licked his tongue into the scratches by August's lips. The skin split open and he was tasting fresh blood, not nearly as silty or muddy. Fresh and liquid, slicker than most. August made a small, trapped sound in the back of his throat, but didn't move away. "'Trying to distract me,' Gwen said, moving his hand and forcing August into the movement. "'It's working.' August tried to yank his hand away, but Gwen's grip tightened around August's hand, and therefore himself. He groaned, harsh, and bit August's lower lip, keeping it imprisoned between his teeth for a moment. He let go seconds later, exhaling. "'No.' Gwen said in response to August trying to tug his arm away again, dragging August's hand into a steady rhythm. You started this. Let's finish it. Shall I start counting down from thirty seconds? Or shall you? No, wait. I had better, since I doubt you can multitask. Gwen inhaled sharply through his nose as Gwen scraped teeth over August's jawbone, catching scratches from the gag. And Gwen had wanted to drag this out, had wanted to make it last, but he had only ever intended to come down and spend himself up until he didn't have to think any more. August made him think too much, made him remember. He moved his mouth sideways until he could push his tongue between August's lips, tasting pure, fresh water and a swirl of green, chlorophyll. He was licking the roof of August's mouth when teeth closed down on his tongue, hard enough to hurt, but not hard enough to break through skin. He jolted. He'd stopped paying attention, and now this. Gwen grunted, opened his eyes, and August was still watching him. His teeth bit down harder, and Gwen's hand faltered in its pace. That hurt. August laughed under his breath, the sound humming through Gwen's mouth. He moved his own hand beneath Gwen's, reminding Gwen that he had stopped moving. There was a dare in his eyes, a hungry, dangerous glint. He eased his bite off Gwen's tongue, and Gwen tore his mouth away, tasting his own blood. August had broken through the skin after all. Finish it, August said, and his grip became suddenly and deceptively strong. 
as though his hands hadn't been damaged by the bondage at all. His fingers tightened around Gwen and forced a moan out of his throat. No, this is not permitted. I will not. If you bite me again, Gwen hissed, I swear on my court, I will leave you gagged down here until you forget your own name. He forced August's mouth open with his own and thrust his tongue deep, overriding August's rhythm around his cock with his own hand. August's jaw tightened, teeth scraped his tongue threateningly, but didn't bite down again. And then August's tongue wrapped up around Gwen's and sucked hard, tasting the blood that he had drawn with his bite. And Gwen swore that the sound that ripped out of him into August's mouth was not because of that. It was not. He had thought he would be close, but he wasn't. The fatigue of the week caught up with him, and he was so tired. He had just wanted to come down and... And now they were facing each other, and August's eyes were open, ever watching. And Gwen could feel his fingers around his cock, laced through his own. And it should have pushed him over the edge in seconds, a minute at most. But something was wrong. The sensation swam up to him from a distance. They felt good, but it wasn't the rawness he normally looked for. Something was wrong. Gwen broke away from August's mouth again, gathering his breath, pushing his face to the side so that August couldn't see him. The taste of August's mouth was in his. He felt strange, as though he'd been swimming in fresh water. He could see the gag, a limp piece of cloth, in his line of sight, and squeezed his eyes shut. He hadn't remembered, had he, that it was enchanted? That it couldn't be removed? He wouldn't do something like that, would he? And yet he was here, doing something like this. A frustrated, trapped sound ripped out of him, and he moved his hand faster. A relentless, punishing grip that almost hurt. And August flinched, his hand and wrist sore, but Gwen was done. He shouldn't even be down here. Everything smelled of blood and dirt and water, even though August was water-deprived and shouldn't smell so fresh. His orgasm blasted through him, more pain than pleasure, and he didn't care. He pressed his forehead down into August's hair, feeling it damp against him. His hand slowed to a halt, withdrew, and then he jerked as August's hand continued against him, just as tight as before, a smooth, flowing rhythm that made his gut ache. Gwen reached up and forcibly pulled August's hand off him, holding his wrist to make sure he couldn't go back. "'So I've learned something,' August said smoothly, sounding smug. Gwen cringed to hear the words reflected back at him. He pushed himself upright quickly, forcing himself into a standing position even though he felt terribly unsteady. He picked up the gag where he'd dropped it, shoved it into his pocket. His arm tensed. He wanted to drag his hand through his hair, but he couldn't. Not now. He'd exposed something that he shouldn't have. At the point where he usually tipped over into that rawness he craved, he'd fallen into something else entirely. He needed to hunt. He needed something. He looked down at August, who was half-hard, but didn't seem particularly concerned with doing anything about it. He took in the way August had raised himself up to his elbows, and was looking at Gwen with a self-satisfied, narrow-eyed expression. That lambent green saw far too much. Gwen had to stop this. He had to stop. "'I'm not going to tell you what I've learned,' August said, managing an extremely superior smile for someone who still had fresh blood at the corner of his mouth where Gwen had opened the wound. I'll save it for later, when you're least expecting it. Gwen picked up the glass that had held water he'd given August. He didn't know how August managed to look so composed. He was the one who had been bound, gagged, the one who had been crying and broken. And Gwen knew that this was the evidence he needed that August was too dangerous, could never be trusted. 
Gwen could kill him, and almost no one would care. He should have killed him when he had the chance. But you can't, a small voice in his mind whispered. You can't. You coward. You remember too much. He walked out quickly, without a backwards glance. August said nothing else, but Gwen could feel his confident gaze upon his back until he was out of sight. It was only then that his tense hand shattered the glass in his grip. His skin healed quickly, but he still felt like he was bleeding when he reached his own rooms.